Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. But uh, good morning, and I want to let you know that I, I've started that brand new series. It starts this Wednesday. And, and, uh, and another little thing that's coming up is I have another series I'm starting in January, but it's called Your Questions Answered. So if you go to the City Life app, make sure you refresh it, and you'll see a little thing that says End Times Prophecy and the Supernatural, Your Questions Answered. If you ask me a question, I'm going to put it into that series. So find that on there, your questions answered, submit a question to me, and, uh, and I, I would love to, to share that with you on Tim at 12, coming up in January. But this series on words, I'm going to be starting this Wednesday, go through the end of the year. And I just finished up on a two-part series about gender issues and abortion, two really hot topics in America. And I want the people of God to be to be understanding what the Bible says about it. You know, culture says a lot of different things about it. There are commentators that say a lot of things about it. Government says a lot of things about it. Schools and corporations and businesses. But it's time that believers be armed with the Word of God to know what the Scriptures say. Because if we're not armed with the Word of God, we're going to be swayed one way or another. And I'm telling you what, I'm, I want to be grounded on God's Word. So those, those two episodes are already up on Tim at 12. Uh, they're, they're online. You can find them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, Facebook channel. Also through City Life University, you can jump into those two, two as well. So if you're going to be driving this week at all, you can just turn those on, listen, and get, uh, get a little bit educated on what the scriptures say about those, uh, those issues. So it's going to be awesome. Hey, uh, now before we get started today, I'm going to need for us to say our scripture. So guys, keep playing in the background. This is going to help. It's going to help everybody to think. Music is going to activate your mind here. I want you to look at our Faith Accelerator scripture passage up here with blanks every time I add an extra blank or two. And I want you guys to look at it and you see big, huge gaps right there. All right. They're gaps. You know, you, we only have one line in there. They're actually gaps this time. So you get to figure it out on your own, all right? All right, take a look at it. Get ready. You have to fill in the gaps, not the blanks this time. But you have to say it with your words. This is, this is the one scripture we're memorizing this fall, okay? Let's say it now. Truly, okay, so how about you guys got to say it out loud. And don't be, if you mess up a word, you mess up a word. I think I did one time. So it's all right, okay? Come on. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, be removed and cast, oops, I'm sorry, be removed, that's a wrong version. See, see what happens? I'm, I, was, I was actually quoting from an older version. I'm, I'm gonna start over, this is the NIV version. Here we go, NIV version. That's kind of like saying ATM machine. I don't know why I just said that, all right. Come on, well, I like saying Rio Grande River. Uh, you know, Rio means river, lies river, great river. Okay, okay, okay here we go, here we go. Mark chapter 11, verse 23, New International Version, proof that you can mess up and recover, and churches is a great place to do that. Okay, truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. 
Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be someone else's, right? It'll be yours. I, I love God's word. I want you to take this, give this to memory, Mark 11, 23, 24. That needs to be in your heart because when a tough time hits, God's word will come into your heart and you'll be able to quote that and get that there, all right? So does Jesus lie? Does Jesus lie? No, he said that. Now, those are his words, all right? And, and while we're still here, I just want to say, Jesus doesn't lie. And one of the things that I like about that scripture, it says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it'll be yours. Um, salvation is one of those things, eternal life. And if you're here this morning and you are not in right relationship with Jesus Christ, if there's sin in your life and you are ready to end that, you're ready to serve the Lord, you're ready for eternal life, you're ready to escape the, the, the surety of an eternity in hell, that's part of what this church is all about. I'll tell you, actually, that's the foundation of what this church is about. I want you to give your life to Jesus this morning. Everyone in this room, just, just lock yourself in with God. Come on, close yourself in with God. Examine yourself. If, if you need Jesus in your life, I'm going to ask you at the count of three, lift your hand. That way I can see your hand. I'll connect my faith with yours, and we're going to pray together, and, I, and, and there's going to be a life transformation that will happen in this room right now, today. Whatever you ask for in prayer, you're going to receive it. And today, right now, that is salvation. So if that's you today and you're ready to give your life to Christ, at the count of three, lift your hand so I can see it. One, two, three. Just lift it up high. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Great. Put your hands down. Now I want you to pray this prayer with me, and I want you to believe it with all your hearts, with all your hearts. Come on. And, and, and uh, if you lifted your hand, pray, but I'm asking for the whole congregation to pray it as an encouragement to those who are giving their lives to Christ in this room right now. Come on, pray these words with me. Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. I choose today to become a new creation in Christ Jesus. The old has gone, and the new has come. Thank you for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God for what he's just done in this room right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Well, good, good. Well, today I just have to let you know I'm taking a little break in my Faith Accelerator series. Thank you, guys. And uh, and thank you. It's great hearing you sing today. Yeah. Uh, some of y'all didn't know, some of y'all didn't know Hunter could sing, but I knew. And that's because he got a little too close to me last Sunday, I think it was, maybe two Sundays ago, and was singing. I'm like, that dude can sing. Like, he can't just sing, he can sing. There's a different sing. It's a Texas way of singing. You can sing. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's he, he needs to be up here because he's up here anyway, so he can sing and play the drums at the same time. So that's, that's pretty awesome. But, but thank you guys. Thank you guys for your ministry today. And when I say thank you guys, how about this? It was all men up here today. They did pretty good. So yeah, so I'm feeling a little extra testosterone on the platform today. <laughs> yeah. All right, God bless. You can go on down. I know you can get behind me and keep me going, but I, I'll let you take a break there. But next Sunday, I'll be continuing with the Faith Accelerator series with a message called Taking Faith Risks. And... Uh, encourage you to join me on that today, but today I am taking just a, a quick one-week break, and, and I need for you to open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter number 11, verse 28, Matthew 11, 28, and hold your place there. We're going to read that in just 
a moment. While you're finding Matthew 11, 28, I just want to thank the, uh, the volunteers who came out yesterday for our campus project day. We do that five times a year. And I uh, just want to thank Andres, Hunter, uh, Saida, Aspen, Rainey, Kristen, Jake, Ian, Katie, Liam, Lindsay, Daniel, Phil, James, Anthony, Elizabeth, Cameron, Valerie, Evan, Thomas, and Kaylee for all of your help yesterday. Appreciate you very much. It was great. What a, what a good fun day. It just always feels better after a, a project day. Well, it's Thanksgiving week, as we all know, and my prayers are that you will have a wonderful time this week. And make sure, make sure as you move into this Thanksgiving week, you keep your Thanksgiving to God, all right? Make it about the Lord. Find a way to make it about the Lord and give God thanks. And you might say, I don't have much to thank him for, but there is something you can thank him for. There is something you can thank him for no matter how low you are. There's something you can thank him for. Uh, and remember, Thanksgiving is not just a day to say, uh, say, well, I'm thankful for this and this and this. It's, it's actually a day to give thanks to God. When it was set up as, as an official holiday in the United States of America, that's exactly what, the way it was written. Abraham Lincoln set that up, and he says a day to give thanksgiving to God. And it was during the Civil War when there was so much loss. We're still going to give thanks to God on this day. And really, that's what this day is about. So enjoy your Thanksgiving this week. Uh, my message today is entitled, In This House. In This House. Every fall, we have a special Sunday we call Heart for the House Sunday. And it's a day where we make pledges and a special offering to, for the needs of the church, for special projects, and also for world missions. And that is today, as I shared with you a few weeks ago. We've been sharing this with you. And uh, today, I'm going to be talking about this house. Now, please understand, if you're visiting, if you're not a part of City Life Church, this is a one Sunday a, a year thing. And I do not want you to feel under any pressure to be giving, uh, to, to, to have to do the giving challenge or anything like that. But here's what I do want. And I've prayed for you. I've prayed for you in the preparation of this message that you will hear something specific in this message that will be custom designed for where you are and what you need to hear right now. So this is for you because the Holy Spirit is here and he takes the word, he takes his word and he customizes it for every one of us. So I want you to receive it and know that God loves you more than you even believe or think he does. Jesus, he set something in motion to thousand years ago and it's called the church and he declared with boldness he said hell itself will not be able to stop the building of the church the church i love the church i was born into the church i, I in fact literally i believe i was born alive because of the church my my mother was pregnant with me. I was her fourth son. And due date had passed. And it was about four weeks past the due date, which is really dangerous territory, but I, well, I wasn't being born. And uh, she went into labor. But they didn't have time to drive the three hours to the nearest hospital. My parents lived in a little logging town in the Cascade Mountains called Randall, Washington. You don't know where it is, most likely. But uh, the only place to go was a doctor's house that was there. And the doctor said, come on over to my house and we'll deliver this baby. We're going to do our best. 
And uh, as my mom was going through labor, the doctor says the baby is breech. And, uh, and being late, you know, I was also dealing with, I didn't even know at the time, it was ma called meconium aspiration syndrome. You can look it up on your own. It's not a pretty thing. And they didn't know if I was going to make it. The doctor, knowing that my dad was kind of the pastor of the community, he said to my dad, he said, uh, get your church praying. Get your church praying now because only a miracle of God is going to save this child. And then he asked my dad, he said, who do you want to survive? I'm going to have to choose, and it's going to have to be your child or your wife. I mean, can you imagine a uh, doctor being, a, a father being put in that position, choose who's going to live? And uh, dad got the church praying. It's my understanding about 30 people dropped what they were doing that day and went to a little church building in Randall, Washington, and they began praying. Some people stayed there and prayed for hours, and they were going to pray until they heard about a miracle. And the truth is, my live birth was that miracle. Um, that's why I say, I believe, my parents believe this, I believe this as well, that I'm here today because of the prayers of the church. The church, the local church, is critical. I believe it's because the church did something. Didn't just think about something, they actually did something. The church, the local, that little local church, stood beside a hurting family, and they stood with that hurting family and brought them through into victory. That was my family, and that involved me. I love the local church. I love the church. I, I grew up, as you know, in, in a pastor's home. And pastor's kids, there are a few of you who are out here, you see the best and the worst of the church. You do. Uh, you see all sides of it, all, all angles. And, and uh, as imperfect as the church was all the time growing up, I need to tell you this. I love, love, love the church. I do. I love the church. At the age of three, in a night vision, in a dream, God, uh, God called me to be a pastor. Very, very clear, clear dream. I can remember, remember it vividly to this day where Jesus himself, in this vision, in this night vision, this dream, asked me to be a pastor and to give my life to building his church. And therefore, I've followed that, and I've done that. Through the ups and downs, I've done that. And... I have a calling on my life. It is to build the local church working with Jesus Christ as the foundation of that church and within the church to create an atmosphere where people will meet Jesus, encounter the Holy Spirit, be able to build relationships and experience true, authentic family. I love the local church. I love the church. I love the church. And uh, in this house... I like to call it our house because that's what it is. We believe in some things. We, we believe in challenging the status quo. We believe in the power of the ancient and how it's real and it's legitimate for today. We believe that Jesus Christ is the only answer for a world that is in decay. Hear me well. That is so important for us. In fact, the church, I believe, is God's secret weapon 
to truly make Jesus known in these days. It truly is. Church, the church challenges me. You guys challenge me, and I like that. The church refreshes me. My most refreshing time of the week is not hanging out with the staff and doing stuff during the week. I love those guys and everything, but that's not my most refreshing time. My most refreshing time of the week is right here on Sunday morning. It's not even because I get to preach. It's because I get to be here and be around y'all. I get to worship the Lord, and sometimes I just want to keep doing that and not even preach. I just want to enjoy the atmosphere. I want to enjoy the presence of God. It refreshes me. And this is all the case because Jesus Christ is the center of all we do. To look at this passage of Scripture that I asked you to look up, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Jesus says these words. He says, come to me, all you who are wearied and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. That's a re- that means rest for your mind, rest for your emotions, rest for your will. For my yoke is easy, and my burden, it's light. Sometimes I like to look at, see what other translations say, and I really, I, this NIV translation is extremely accurate, but I, but I love the verbiage that's used in the message version. I want you to listen to this. The same passage from the message Bible. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Then come to me. Get away with me, and you'll discover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Really what this scripture says more than anything is that the importance of what we do around here is to focus on Jesus. Jesus is the foundation of this house. Jesus is the leader of this house. That's even built into our bylaws as a church. God is in charge around here. And I'll I'll tell you, for me, church isn't, isn't some kind of an obligation. Church is like coming home. It really is. It really is. Church, just, I'm hanging out with my brothers and my sisters. I, I love this. I see, I don't have to go to church. I don't have to go. I want you to accept that as part of your rhythm as well. You don't have to go to church. You get to go. We come together and we just treat this like home. That's where we become bonded and deeply connected. And I love, love, love the church what Jesus Christ set into motion 2,000 years ago. Think about it. What he set into motion 2,000 years ago is still alive and well today. Go back 2,000 years at the time Christ was born, even during his ministry. When he walked on this earth and even when he ascended into heaven, what was the big deal 2,000 years ago? Probably the Roman Colosseum. 
And there, there were sporting events, and there were the gladiators and all of that. And you, you got to imagine, people would have thought, these, these heroes will never be forgotten. What's happening here it would have been the buzz of the Roman Empire. This will never be forgotten. This is going to go down in time. And, and this is the, the most significant stuff that's going on in the world. That was, according to what we understand, the belief at the time. But it's actually very, very far from the truth because who were these sports heroes? Who were these gladiators? What are the details of who won and who lost and what happened? We don't know. And that's an interesting contrast because what was exalted by society, and that's something to understand even about today's society, what was exalted by society has drifted into obscurity, and it's the same with us today. But at the same time, something was stirring over in this little land that was occupied by the Romans, and there was this, there was this little-known movement that was starting out there. It was originally called The Way, and then they, they, they renamed it Christianity, just with it's just in a few years. And it was just starting to take shape. What had happened is the man named Jesus, he was God in the flesh, he died, and he came back to life, and his resurrection and his followers literally turned the world upside down. Within a few decades, they said these men, which were the followers of Jesus, these young men who were his disciples or are now spreading the word of God around the world, they said they are turning the world upside down. And why were they turning the world upside down? Was it through hostility? Was it through marches in the street? Was it through yelling and shouting on social media? Of course it was. That was not the truth there. No. They were getting into the lives of people, and people's lives were being changed. They were setting up local churches around the world where people came together, prayed together, believed together. They bonded together, and God started working miracles, and these little units became so different than everything else in the culture. That's why, church, we must be different than what we see in the culture. We must be. And uh, the gospel began going out into all the world. Thank God for it. Because that little-known movement has greatly cast a huge shadow on anything that was going on in the Roman Empire at the time. It is now the largest and longest-living movement on the face of the planet. And that is Christianity. That is the church. And the gospel of Jesus Christ will always be true and it will always be relevant because it is timeless. And the local church is the base. It is the foundation for this. This is where it happens. Now, this building is not the church. I like to call this our house. This is the house that we come to. It's where we come for worship and for fellowship. It's where we come for prayer. It's where we come for relationships. It's where we come for to serve and to receive miracles. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful place that we come together. It's a very special place. This place has been dedicated to God. It's a huge, huge, huge blessing. And in this house, we come to engage the presence of the almighty God. In this house, heaven and earth meets together. Why? It's because in this house, God's people come together. We bring the presence of God with us. And when we do, there's an explosion of his presence. And God is here. God is real. If you think about it, it's really quite unbelievable that Almighty God, the creator of the universe, 
comes and engages with his church. And what's even more incredible, as I look around here, I see a bunch of people that don't look alike. They don't, they're, 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 you are very, very different. You're coming from all different stratas of life, all different backgrounds and occupations, and show me one other place where that happens on a consistent basis anywhere in the world. It doesn't. Come on, do your research. It doesn't accept the body of Christ and the driver's license office. <laughs> That's the only other place. Why? It's because we're bound together. We're bound together by the love of God and because God is in us. In this house, we speak truth from the Bible and have no problem with it. And we do it because it's just what we do. And you know what? My job here to preach, when I'm preaching, my job is not to make you feel good. My job is not to make you feel bad either because of where you are in your spiritual journey. My job is to teach and to preach the truth, the word of God, and to do it with grace and with faith and with diligence. And then what happens is God uses that. The Holy Spirit then comes and takes that and he customizes it and he speaks to you differently and individually. By the end of this message, if every person were to write down specific things that God spoke to them during this sermon, I bet you everything would be a little bit different for everyone. That's what God does. God does it. So should you feel good at church? Well, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Should you feel convicted at church? And should you feel that, that, that some change may, might need to be made in your life? Well, absolutely. That's what God does among us. So here, if you're struggling with something, this is the place where you can come and you can receive prayer and you can receive help and you can receive love because it doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter how low you are. It doesn't matter. God still says, I'm here for you. I want to pick you up. And, and this church, we do that with each other and for each other. This is the ideal place for someone to partner with you to move your life forward. Yeah, I, I understand. Therapists are great but they're still going to charge you $100 an hour just to sit down so you can talk to them. Body of Christ, we're here for each other. We're here to hold on to each other, to press each other forward. In fact, this organization right here, the church, it is the only organization that will last from today until eternity. It is. I mean, other organizations, as wonderful as they are, you know, schools and hospitals and nonprofits, and, and I mean, what they're doing is not bad, usually. It's, it's not bad. It's very good and necessary. But the church is the only organization that was founded by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. And hear me well. Time has already shown this to be truth. There is no government, there is no corporation, there is no nonprofit that has ever outlived the church. And your church, City Life Church, is part of that. This house right here is, is where lost people are found. It's where found people are set free. It's where uh, addicts are delivered. It's where relationships are built. It's where the hopeless find hope. It's where the excluded find inclusion. It's where marriages are healed. It's where forgiveness is extended. It's where people who are, are healed and delivered from, from all kinds of ailments and, and demonic influences, it happens right here. And what happens? Who gets the glory for it? God does. God does, God does, God does. I love my church. I love my church. 
And this church building is our house. This is our house. I love going to my house, my home, after, after a long day of work. It just feels so good. Yesterday was another long day, and, and I just got home. It just felt so good. Hey, Rebecca, so good to be home. It's just good to be here, walking in the door. It's just happy, happy, happy. It's nice because at my home, I can just open the refrigerator and eat those leftovers that are so much better than the original. You know, just go in there and dig in. I get to come in the back door. I get to hang out, and nobody's going try to try to say, well, I wonder if he's looking good enough today. Well, I wonder if, no, no, no. I'm just hanging out with my family. I don't have to impress anyone. Ah, I love it. I get to unwind. I get to relax. It's a place of restoration for me. I like it. I, I get to be myself, and, and, and nobody's going to judge me for it. I just get to be myself. I like that, and that's what this house is like, and, and church, I, I want you to understand, we absolutely must provide a great place for families to come, for children to come, for our guests to come, and, and we need to provide a great place so that families can come together and experience the life and the love and the power of Jesus because in this house, in this house, we do talk about these real life issues. We talk about marriage issues, stress issues, healthy personal interactions. We talk about forgiving people. We talk about loving people in this house. We talk about issues like fear and worry and depression. In this house, people are set free from spiritual and emotional bondage through the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. In this house, we teach people how to stay married and to not abuse their children or their spouses. In this house, sin is addressed and sin is forgiven. In fact, I really believe this, is that the work of the church prevents a society from imploding. Absolutely. Absolutely. And history even tells us that. It's the church. In this house, people hear about Jesus. And they turn from their sins and they accept a whole new way of life. In this house, again, it's, it's a place where people find a new pathway, a new way of life. In this house, people are transformed and they become different people because they're transformed by the power of God. In this house, we give people the hope of eternity like we just prayed just a few moments ago. So this church just isn't some other nonprofit in Fort Worth, as wonderful as the other nonprofits are. In fact, I would say one of the terrible things that's said about churches is that churches just always want something from you. And I'll just make it clear. A person can attend this church every time the doors are open and receive all the benefits of everything in this church without ever serving once or without even giving one cent. You receive constantly. Show me one other organization in this, on this planet that functions or operates that way. The only one is the family, and it works that way because when a new baby comes into the home, that baby doesn't have to contribute anything. But as the baby begins to learn a little bit more and grow a little bit more, then they have to learn to pick up their toys. They have to learn how to do the dishes. They have to learn how to do the laundry. They have to learn how to vacuum the floors. They have to learn to help dad in the backyard. You understand what I'm saying? So there's growth involved. But the church of Jesus Christ, it's wonderful and it's beautiful. 
But just like my own house, there are times where you gotta do some painting and you gotta do some overhauls. You gotta do some remodeling. If you have any of you ever done a remodeling project lately? Actually, I know you guys have. <laughs> Others have. You've done a remodeling project lately and you know what that's like. And uh, we've, done, we've done plenty of that around here. And I'm grateful for it. <clears throat> but sometimes our house needs overhaul. But this house is important to us. In fact, this house is important not just to, to us, but for what goes out of this house. In fact, uh, Barbie, as you were just mentioning earlier, the Brave Gathering came together here just a few weeks ago, just, just a few weeks ago, and, and they held this wonderful event, and, and people received such encouragement and hope and faith. So these ladies were, and it was beamed out all around the world. Thank God for that. And just, just this week, uh, you know, things, things that you don't even know about happen around here all the time. But this week, uh, a documentary, uh, a portion of a documentary on creation was shot here in our building, and we're able to use this facility for those types of things. And I can't wait to see the documentary. And I just said, you know, just make sure that, you know, put City Life Church in the credits. But, that, but that's it, you know. On, on the, but uh, that, that was all we asked for. It's just, it's just we want this facility to be used. In fact, I want this facility to be used even more and more and more. This is our house, and I love to open up our house to guests, don't you? We want our house to be in great shape. About two years ago, we embarked on a major remodeling project uh, in this house. And this house, if you're newer here, just please understand this, this house looks and functions very differently with our physical uh, structure here, very different than it did two years ago. And I want to say we are blessed not only was there major remodeling that happened, but we, there was extensive uh, video, lighting, and streaming technologies, and children's ministry space that, that was added, and so, so much more. But then after completing the remodeling project, which is where we are, we, we've done what we promised, there are some things that need to be finished out. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that in our house right now. Uh, this year, we've set a goal for our Heart for the House goal for this year is $30,000. And that's ab above our regular ties over the next month. Uh, actually, over the next like two and a half months. And uh, I want to share with you a little bit about that. In fact, uh, we're calling this project this year the finish out. The finish out. It's like when, when, it, when a remodeling project is done, there are still some things that needs to be finished out. And so these things have become very obvious to us, and we want to finish it out. In fact, uh, what this says on the screen right here says, we remodeled our building with great success. And I want to thank you. So many of you spent a lot of time and energy and you've given and given and given. Others of you are newer here. You don't know what we're talking about, but that's fine. But just look around because God has been good. God has been good. There is no doubt about that. So let's finish out. Let's do the finish out. Let's finish out our house to be a blessing to our children and to our guests. And these are some of the things that we're looking at today. Uh, in fact, I have a scripture here that we're basing this upon. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11. And this is where Paul is speaking to the Corinthian church about a giving, uh, a, a giving project that they were, they were working on. And he said this. He says, now you should finish that's, that's the important word. Finish what you started. Let, your eager, let the eagerness you showed in the beginning be matched now by your giving. And then he says something very profound. Give in proportion to what you have. Give in proportion to what you have. Because with Heart for the House every year, we say this. It's not about equal giving, but it's about equal sacrifice. For everyone, that looks a little bit different. 
So I want to talk to you a little bit about this, this project, what it looks like. Uh, first of all, all the Heart for the House offerings that are coming in designated as Heart for the House, it's going to be distributed three different ways. 10% is going to be given to a church not networking communists in Vietnam. If you were here two weeks ago, you saw uh, some evidence of that, of, 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 of church leaders that I was doing some training with online. And there is a, there's a growing church uh, in Vietnam, in communist Vietnam, and th these people have suffered horrible, horrible persecution, and uh, and and we're we're going to help them. We want to help these churches out because at the very end of our meeting, they started saying, "Okay, we need to talk about some financing issues. We've got we have some challenges here," and so that really struck my heart, and I felt like God's saying, 10% of everything we raise needs to go toward them." I haven't even told them this yet, but I want to. I'm looking forward to being able to give them them a check here in a few weeks. So. That's one part of it. And 10% is also going to go toward our, our debt here on the City Life Building. So 10% goes to, to Vietnam. 10% is going to go toward our City Life Building. And 80% of everything that you give, so 80 cents out of every dollar, is going to go toward these facility projects that are not funded by our budget. So, so if these don't come in, if the, the, the funds don't come in, these projects aren't finished because this is not built into our budget. Uh, so, so we've set three different tiers. The total is $30,000, but three different tiers. And here's the first tier. The first goal that we're looking forward to hitting, I'd love it if we could hit this soon here in the next two to three weeks, but it's called the front end finish out goal. The front end finish out goal means that, that we will raise the funds to have our entire building repainted, which we desperately need. Uh, being a downtown church, there are a lot of things that happen to uh, the exterior of our building, which we don't want to get into detail on, but a lot of things that happen uh, just as a result of where we are. And those of you who you know, take care of the exterior of our building, you know, you know what I'm talking about. But, uh, but we, need to, we need to repaint the building. We need to keep it looking fresh and vibrant. Uh, Second, we also want to finish. There's some things in our foyer we need finished out. There's some outdoor safety improvements as well that, that we want to take care of. So that's the, uh, that's the front end finish out goal. Plus, there are 10% for mission and 10 for the building debt. Now, the next one, the next level, next goal, which we'll be aiming toward after we hit the first one, is our children's rooms finish out goal. Now, this is to do some finish out in the uh, children's wing, which we didn't see or didn't know was there. Uh, prior to uh, prior to the the last campaign but it's it's children's wing finishes and some replacement of some outdated worship equipment because equipment gets old it outdates itself or it breaks down and that's that's actually always a need and uh, and plus there will be the the missions and the building depth and then finally, the top goal would be the $30,000 goal. When we hit this goal, we will be able to update our restrooms, sounder, counters, and sinks. We'll also be able to make some platform improvements. What those things do especially is, to, is just to help with a better aesthetic, especially for our guests and everything, because it's, it's, it'll definitely improve the feel and the look of things. So uh, we'll also be, be able to give a portion to missions and to our building debt. Now, our Heart for the House offerings this year, we're going to be receiving these offerings all the way through the end of January, through all the way through January 2022. And anything that comes in above $30,000 is going to go into what we call a war chest. 
Uh, when I said war chest, some of the people, some of the, the team are like, yeah, we like a war chest. <laughs> but the, the war chest is what we do battle with in the future because, because we are wanting to do our outreach event, which we did last year, which was the Faith Fest on Florence. So Faith Fest 2022, we want to be able to have some funds set aside so that we can enter into that. And we know that the, those will be recovered at some point, but we don't want to deficit out the ministry and not be able to pay our bills when we're getting things set up because it, it does cost a lot, but thank God it, tends, it all tends to come back through sponsorships. But we do have to have that upfront money in order to make this happen. So, so anything in excess goes into the war chest. All right, today I'm asking you if you will take a look at the card that was placed on the seat that you sat on earlier or maybe one next to you. Just take a look at that card. And this is what I'm asking you to complete today. Now, I'll just also let you know there is a... Uh, th there is a version of this card which is on the City Life app. So if you open up your phone and then and, and, and uh, push the City Life app, open that up, make sure you refresh it. There's something that says Heart for the House card on there, and you'll be able to pull up and get all of this same information, plus actually a whole lot more. And that, that may be easier for you to fill this out online, which I encourage you to do. Uh, you know, you can, you can use the paper version, you can use this. And some of you, you might say, well, I'm not ready to do this today. And if you're not ready to do it today, then that's okay. But, uh, but I do encourage you to. And some of you, you if you, if you make, make the commitment now and you want to change it later, that's always possible, okay? Now, this is not, you're, you're not going to see the word pledge in here anywhere because I, I, this is not a pledge. This is just simply a giving commitment. And, and if, if something needs to shift or change later on, all you got to do is just talk to me. And we'll, we'll make sure all that gets straightened out. So I encourage you to take this card and or, or use the online card, which is really basically the same thing, and complete it. It's just your name, address, phone number, and the amount that you, would, that you are pledging toward Heart for the House. This is not your tithes. This is above your tithes. But this is a special offering that will be given between now, between today, and the end of the month in January. So what, kind of, what, what, are you, what are you able to give? It's not about equal gifts. And here's another thing. Sometimes people get concerned. Well, I don't, uh, I don't know because I don't want to have my name put up there and my amount that I'm giving. Well, we never do that. We're not going to do that. So don't, I, I don't, I, it's my understanding some other churches do that. We don't do that here. We're not going to put your name on the wall with how much you gave. That's, 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 we don't do that. But because your giving is personal, and so we want to keep it, we want to keep that confidential. But I do encourage you to, to decide right even now what you would like to give over the next, really, it's, it's really about next two and a half months. So the rest of November, December, and all of January, what is God speaking to you to give? So I'm going to just give us just a second here to think and pray about this. Think and pray about this. Let's just do this right now. God, I pray that you will speak to our hearts. She'll show us what we need to do as individuals and families. And that we will that we will simply make the choice to participate in the health of our house. Understanding that even as we contribute toward the health of our house. We're also helping churches in communist Vietnam, helping pastors in communist Vietnam to get the word of God out into their communities and to disciple, to, to raise up followers of you that we're going to spend eternity in heaven with. 
just give us wisdom in all this in Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the City Life Podcast. If you're interested in attending our Sunday service or would like more information, go to citylifefw.org.